0: Coming to you live from the second story of our beautiful mansion, it's Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Mansion, huh? (laughs) Wishful thinking there. Anyway, we are at episode 13 in Short and Sweet Parenting Tips called Don't Let Family Dinners Become Extinct. If you're like me, the COVID pandemic has definitely increased the number of meals we've had as a family. For many of you, without school clubs, play practices, karate, little league, you may be in the same boat. Believe it or not, eating meals together is proven to be central to the mental and physical health of the entire family. But before we go further, are there some little ears listening out there? (laughs) It's time for kids activities. Yay! (laughs) I have a fun activity for you. Actually, it's another riddle. I will tell you the riddle, then you draw a picture of what you think some of the answers might be. Draw more than one idea, and I want to see lots of details in each drawing. See if you can get your mom or dad to guess your answer from your drawing. The riddle is, I just cut down a tree by staring at it. Can anyone think of a good answer? Remember, draw a couple ideas. I'll say it one more time. How did I cut down a tree just by staring at it? Okay, parents, back to the episode. Now, when we discuss family meals in this context, it's understood that all technology is turned off and put aside. No TV or tablets. Even parents should make an effort to set their phones aside. Really, if you think about it, it's probably only 30 minutes, and most things can wait until you're done with dinner. I know there are exceptions, and you need to take a call, But to minimize interruptions and distractions, turning off your ringer is ideal. When my phone rings during dinner, I ignore the call. Me not answering a ringing phone, though, just drives my daughters crazy, even though I explain to them that they are more important than whoever's calling. Actually, here's a bonus tip. (laughs) I tell my girls that the phone is there for my convenience. I don't have a phone to cater to someone else. I feel the same way about the doorbell, too. If someone's calling or coming to the door, I make a real effort not to run around frantically trying to answer, especially if I'm doing something else important or it's just not good timing for me. I wonder how many people forget that these devices are here to make our lives more convenient, not to dictate and make demands on us. Anywho, for this episode, I spent some time researching scientifically proven benefits of family dinners. And it almost blew my mind. No kidding. I'll post all the articles and studies I refer to on my Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page, including one that covers extra tips on how to be intentional about eating more meals together. One suggestion from them is to emphasize family togetherness instead of a fancy or elaborate meal. Hey, that works for me because my meals are buffet style so I can save time on dishes afterwards. So here's the highlights that I learned. For your teeniest family members, Meals Together help them develop language, social skills, and patience while learning to eat and take turns. It also improves their dexterity as they learn to use utensils while watching their parents use them. So who knew all these cool things, right? Plus, it gives parents a chance to be positive role models as they demonstrate table manners and healthy eating. Several studies support that family dinners increase the physical health of children, too. One study reported that kids eat healthier when they eat meals at home with their family, and other research showed that children in this category had a lower BMI, which is body mass index. Though, full disclosure here, the research showed no real correlation between obesity in children and fewer meals eaten together. Experts also said that kids who eat supper at home with their family try a wider variety of foods, eat more fruits and veggies, and are less picky eaters. Thank you very much. Eating dinner at home versus eating at restaurants or drive throughs can save the average family $40 per week. That's over $2,000 a year. Can anyone say family vacay? <laughs> Talk about more family bonding time, huh? So how about teens? The general mental health of adolescents is boosted by eating together with a much lower rate of depression among children. Plus, Citizens Against Substance Abuse, or CASA, did a study that found that the risk of substance abuse, including smoking and drinking, was much lower in teens who had regular family dinners. Now, how often is regularly? Let's talk bottom line here, right? What is really the minimum number a healthy family should shoot for in a week? According to the CASA study, 5 to 7 meals per week is ideal. Most of these kids reported having an excellent relationship with their parents. 5 to 7 times eating as a family every week, huh? That's a tall order in this day and age but know that the kids who had two or fewer family meals rated their relationship with their parents less than good, and this group also reported an exponentially higher use of drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes. Another Casa Colombia study found that grades also corresponded with family meal frequency, 5 to 7 being the magic number for mostly A's and B's, with less than 3 per week correlating with C's or below. Another benefit across the board is that families who eat together have closer bonds because they have time to reconnect after school and work. It also increases your children's sense of belonging, which can boost their self-esteem. I remember what Melissa Flynn said in the Working From Home During COVID episode about seeing her boys eye to eye over lunch so she can gauge how they were really doing. That being said, it may not necessarily have to be dinner that you spend as a family, right? Especially now with COVID, since more parents are at home during the day, you can also connect over breakfast or lunch. Maybe you could even schedule one-on-one time with each of your kids. Our two girls don't have scheduled virtual classes on Wednesdays, so Robbie and I are going to alternate taking each girl out to lunch those days. And my brilliant podcast editor, Leah Schmidt, who we heard from last week on the episode about Only Children... She says she sits with her son while he eats breakfast or lunch, even if she's already eaten. Leah makes this effort to spend quality time with him and adds that he also eats a lot healthier if she's around. Regardless how you might incorporate these suggestions into your family, I guarantee you that any time spent giving your kids your undivided attention is never wasted. So... What happens if you make dinner, everyone puts aside their electronics, and... It can be awkward to sit in silence together, but it's not unusual if you haven't spent that kind of time together recently. Our family's favorite method to break the ice is that everyone has to answer two questions. The first, what is one thing you learned today? And second, what are you thankful for? You can go in a circle or not, but make sure everyone has a turn. In our family, participation is not optional. Finding something to be thankful for is a biggie because gratitude is a significant factor in everyone's physical and mental health. I cover the ins and outs of these benefits in my pre-launch episode number 5 called Playing Mind Games. As for our motivation, when we initiated the what-are-you-thankful-for question, we were trying to get our brooding teenager to gain some perspective when she struggled to find anything good about her day. These two questions have become a family tradition around the table at supper, and we invite friends and family members to participate if they're joining us for dinner. We recently added another tradition that started during COVID. For Easter this year, we decided to read the Passion Story in the Bible. We used the message translation, which uses contemporary language and has an 8th grade reading level. Thank you. (laughs) At the dinner table, we would read just one little paragraph or section, then take turns making an observation or reacting to something that stood out to us. We went ahead and continued this tradition after Easter, taking turns picking a book in the Bible to read. I do not make sharing mandatory, necessarily, but I do encourage it. I don't want this to feel forced, but at the same time, I try to make sure everyone's paying attention. Another avenue you may be interested in is conversation starter cards. We've tried table topics for kids and family, and there's a new pack out called Our Moments Families. They're both available on Amazon. That said, I feel like the easiest and most successful approach is our two questions. (laughs) It often sparks great conversation and usually provides a laugh or two. Oh, yeah, you know, there are a couple new phone apps out there that provide family conversation starters. I'll try some of those out and post any that I would recommend on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook site. Now, do we have some kiddos with some cool drawings out there? Do you remember my riddle? How did I cut down a tree just by staring at it? What did you come up with? Okay, you ready for my answer? I cut down the tree when I saw it with my eyes. Get it? I saw it with my eyes. (laughs) Now take your time. It took me a few long seconds to get this riddle when my daughter first told me it. Hey, just so you know, Before I researched this episode on family meals, I only partially realized how gathering as a family for mealtimes has the potential to make a huge difference in the health of your kiddos. So I hope you have a chance to try some of these suggestions. That's it for this week's short and sweet parenting tip, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.